What's up, everybody? And on this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we discuss week one of the NFL. We discuss FIBA, the United States early exit. And what's an episode if you don't talk about AB? Come on, man. He's the comedy. He's the drama. He's the nonsense. He's the BS. And then there's the shock factor of the wow. I can't believe this happened. So you got to tune in to this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. I'm here tonight with my boy E. Al is somewhere on assignment, making sure that uh, that the Jets and Phillies are, are doing all right, and, because you know these teams are losing. Giants, and Eagles. <laughs> well, Eagles won, but they might as well have lost. But either way, they all sucky teams. <laughs> but anywho. As he's out doing assignment, you better have some uh, some good homework uh, coverage when he gets back. But Earl, what's good, man? First first full weekend of uh, a foosball, second weekend of college football, all the drama that is AB. Where do we begin? <laughs> well, AB <laughs> is the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> to all the sports uh, commentators, writers, and uh pundits all over, all across the country, but uh, I guess we can start off with the first week of, uh, of um, NFL football and opening of the 100 years, excuse me, the celebration of the 100 years of um, football. And I can't believe it's been 100 years because we're only sitting at what, 52 Super Bowls. Yeah. But you have to think they had the AFL in there. Not the AFL. Yeah. Yeah, they had the um, AFL, they had the cha- yeah AFL championship games prior to that. So yeah, and then they also had the U- USFL. So there was a little history before it became officially the National Football League. But um, yes, yes indeed. So, what did you think of the first week? Uh, did you? It started off with a whimper with uh, <laughs> Green Bay and Chicago. Couldn't believe I actually stayed up and watched that crap. <laughs> I was like, dang, <laughs> that game was horrible. <laughs> I mean, uh, I I wouldn't even call that a defensive struggle. I'd just call that just a lack of offense on both sides of the ball. I think I would call that um, pre- um, preseason game number five. Yeah. <laughs> it was some trash. <laughs> I, I can't even say the better team won. I think the better team just got lucky. <laughs> Yeah, I, I stayed up a lot longer than I, I anticipated for that game, but um, I was under the impression because now I'm doing year two of my fantasy football league. I had to uh, keep a, a little eye on the Chicago's um, Chicago Bears defense, so but, uh, stayed up a little late to watch that. However, um, yes, it started off with a whimper, but it ended with a bang on Monday night on Monday night football. Um, so uh, I have to say, all in all, the first week, um, not a ton of surprises per se. I think in the AFC, I think the um, the hierarchy is still there. I think uh, obviously, you know, New England Patriots destroyed the Steelers, so they they're looking to be um, right back where we left off, right back where they left off at. Um, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Struggle a little bit, but once they got going, they got going. Um, Patrick Mahomes, 
he's going to take his lumps this year because I think all of the, you know, the teams in the league I had a year of studying up what he likes to do and what he doesn't like to do. And he was getting hit a little bit more this game than he was getting hit last season. So I think they will still do good. Um, we'll see how the um, subtraction of Kareem Hunt and also Tyreek Hill, depending on how long he's going to be out, how that's going to affect the offense moving forward. Sammy Watkins definitely uh, picked up the slack big time. So um, he definitely put up put in some work. But um, I'm curious how Shady's going to fit it in now too with Tyreek Hill. Oh, he's going to see some more touches, that's for sure. But, but all in all, I think that um, the Kansas City Chiefs will be right back there in the mix. Um, sup- not too surprised, but the Cleveland Browns, with all the hype that they had going on this season with the additions of OBJ and then, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, going into a second year, and coach, you know, Kareem Hunt, they're signing, but he can't play until midway into the season. All the hype surrounding them. And um, as Derrick Henry said after the game, I said, you can crown on what you want, but they still got to play football. And uh, we saw once they had to play, they didn't look like they were ready. <laughs> There's a lot of hype train out there, and I think that a lot of people just got caught up in the moment of what they could be. And um, – they went, into, they went down to Tennessee. Tennessee, you've been hearing that stuff all, all week, let alone all, you know, off season about they're the sexy pig, they're the team to beat, they're going to be doing this, this, and that. And they came in and they punched the Cleveland Browns right in their mouth and they had nothing to do. Uh, I mean, no return for it. So, like I said, it wasn't a shock, but I think this should temper everybody's expectations about the Cleveland Browns going to season, saying that on paper, they look like they should be good. Once they got in that field, Tennessee Titans got in that ass, and we saw what <laughs> happened with that. Um, but on the NFC side, um, the Eagles pulled out. I thought they were going to lose that one to the Redskins, you know, run away by a mile. But God damn it, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He looked like the Sean of old. <laughs> yeah, and then watch next uh, next game. He won't do anything. So um, that's the Deshaun Jackson I know. He'll have one game where he'll have like three or four TDs and score 100 yards in the next three games. Won't do anything. But um, the Eagles had a, had a moxie win. Uh, the Packers, oof, the Bears, oof, you said it. <laughs> Not pretty. Um However, the Cowboys are getting a lot of talk now. Um, yeah, they smack that ass. <laughs> as I said, the, Cow- the, <laughs> the Giants are not a good football team. The defense took a lot of players off the mix. I mean, Olivia Vernon, Landon Collins, um, Snacks Harrison. I mean, that's not the same defense back there. And they got and they got their ass beat. So, for all you Cowboys fans, I would say, pump the brakes. The Giants are a bad team. The defense is a bad defense. I think they'll get better as the season goes along. But right now, I wouldn't be, you know, throwing a party and saying you're going to be in the Super Bowl in Miami already. I'm down one game against the bad Giants Giants defense. So let's see how it plays out. But for me, not a whole lot of surprises. I think everybody looked like they were going to um, come out and play. But um, – it was a good. It was a good. Um, it was a good opening week. Um, weekend for football. Yeah, 
I, I unfortunately, because I had to work, I didn't see a lot of games. Um, I did manage to catch a little bit of the Sunday night. Well, I call that the Sunday night massacre. Because, uh, ain't that badass. <laughs> I mean, that was, that wasn't even a game. That was just master, masterful. Masterful, masterful uh, surgical precision. And, um, and if we, and if AB gets into the mix, and that's a strong if, think about how, how even more dangerous that team is going to be <laughs> if, if he gets there. And that defense, man, and the defense is what I always thought the Patriots really didn't have, but they always had a good enough offense where they can outscore their opponents most times. If this defense plays this legit all season, that's yeah, a damn shame that I got to sit there and watch the Patriots pretty much cakewalk themselves to another Super Bowl. Because I don't see anybody outside of maybe on the AFC side, outside of maybe Kansas City that can maybe hang tough with them because they can't beat them because they have beat them in the, in the regular season. But I, I don't see any other team that's going to sit there and put, up, put forth in much of an effort. Maybe Baltimore, if they have a pretty solid season, because Baltimore pretty much has their number in the playoffs. So um, I can see that if you just want to just talk about playoff victories, Baltimore has pretty much been the, the years that they didn't make it is because Baltimore knocked them out. <laughs> so, and speaking of which, Baltimore, <laughs> yes, I know they played Miami. Miami's not a very good team. No, they are not. They are, a, that's a fire sale, but. Say what you want. They are 53 NFL players that are on that roster. And I'm not saying that uh, our boy, damn, I can't even think of his name now. And I only, they only talk about him down this way like every other damn day. Oh, what's the QB's name? Oh. Josh Rose. Um, Fitzpatrick? No, for, for the Ravens. Oh, um, Lamar Jackson. Yes, Lamar Jackson. Sorry there, Baltimore. You, know, you think since I live in the area, I would know that. But uh, Lamar Jackson, if if the offensive line can give him some, some solid protection and he has some weapons around him, he looks like he could, try, he could be a very serviceable quarterback as far as when it comes to passing. He was pretty accurate. And again, I do preface it to say that they were playing Miami. Defense, you know, isn't that great? Future more like it, but <laughs> <laughs> he uh he played very well. I think he only I think he went like fifteen for nineteen or twenty something. He only he completed he only missed four passes. Put it like that, and threw over three hundred yards and four touchdowns. Didn't run the ball a whole ton. If he can manage to throw anywhere between two twenty five and two seventy five a game, and average anywhere between forty and eighty yards rushing. Just to keep defenses uh, uh, honest, they got the skills. They got Mark Ingram. They got they got running backs. They got tight ends. Their defense has always been nice. I can see that they can they can run away with the AFC Central and possibly make some noise in the playoffs. So bookmark it here first. Their real test is going to be this weekend. I think they play. Uh, the other they play. Detroit? I think they're playing Detroit. That'd be a nice little test. Let me let me double check that. 
but I think Baltimore is playing Detroit this week. And if that is the case. No, Baltimore is, oh, this week, yeah. Yeah. Who are they playing this week? They're playing, um, they're, they're at Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Arizona is at Baltimore, sorry. Yes, 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 my bad, not Detroit. That should be another winnable game for them. That should be another winnable game. So, I don't see why the Cardinals' defense isn't that great. And I don't see why they shouldn't go out there and really – I'm not going to say they're going to put up 50-some-odd points, but they should have a pretty damn solid game, another win this from the weekend. So, all in all, I thought it would make for some good games. And as our boy, we have a, a good friend in our fantasy football league that uh, – doesn't appreciate the, uh, the the person of color and the quarterback. Just tell you what it is. Like he doesn't particularly care for black cubies of color. Correct. And uh, it's safe to say that cubies of color this past weekend did pretty damn good, except for maybe Camden. <laughs> uh, really, I saw the James Winston, but uh... you can. Well, I mean, James James was James. James pretty much does that on a regular. Cam. Ever since he's been hurt, he just hasn't been himself. Which is why Jameis Winston did not get his contract renewed, and which is why Jameis Winston, I believe, went to start of this, at the end of the season, out of the playoffs, he would be on. And they're going to trade up picks to go either after A, um, the, um, your boy from Alabama, Tua, or the kid from um, – Clemson? No. Um – the kid that was going to come out, um, Jason Hubert from oh, from Oregon, Hubert. Hubert, yes. The kid that was going to come out last year, mm. who the New York Football Giants really wanted, but he just opted to stay in one more year, which is probably we'll see how that goes. But um, Tampa Bay and Miami will probably be in the hunt for QBs next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe a few other teams too, because. Uh, they're already talking about that. Um, is Jared Goff going to be the QB that they thought they were going to be? Well, I heard yeah. that on the right. I, I, they, they're talking about uh, the QB for Chicago. Is he the QB who they thought he was going to be? Yeah, I think everybody had a had a knee jerk reaction to that game. They all looked bad, and I mean, you know, it was bad all around. His he was putting the ball in the receivers' hands, and they were just dropping a lot of passes. The right running game was not giving them any kind of, you know, play action, you know, passability on the other side of the ball. Packers didn't even look all that great either. I mean, they, uh, Aaron Rodgers started warming up, you know, going into the second half, but however, it still wasn't good. So I think, I think, the, I mean, the jury's still out on um, Trubinsky, but I think you got to give him at least some of the season, you know, a season or two to go before you really pull the plug on whether or not that's that's going to be your quarterback moving forward or not. However, I mean, the kid that everybody's going to be tripping himself over is not Tua, is going to be um, the young boy from Clemson whenever he comes out. Sunshine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so trust me, everybody's going to hold on to the QBs and seeing if, you know, how long they can, you know, tread water before they before they can try to make a run at him 
And if he has a Heisman, you know, winning, you know, year and they go back to back, oh, trust me, he can't come out this year, but NFL teams are going to be tripping over themselves to align themselves to get that number one pick. And it will be a lot of wheeling and dealing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of tanking. (laughs) It will be some hellacious tanking. And mind you, that's going to come on the heels of the um, the, um, NFL collecting bargaining agreement. So there could be a lockout before he comes out. Well, that is true. Excuse me. There could be a lockout when he does come out. Very true. Very true. Uh, yeah, well, you know, they already sent the memo out there that to tell the players to protect the, to uh, prepare themselves for a lockout. That's a goddamn shame that they, they should have to come out and send letters to players and say, hey, you better manage your money. Don't buy no houses and no cars this year. <laughs> yeah, we, all, we all the ESPN um, 30 for 30 broke. <laughs> and a lot of those guys that was on broke were NFL players because they were living above their means. I <laughs> gosh. I kill for a ten percent of what maybe an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady will make. Now we're lavish. <laughs> this man, we should have went to the sports agency. Dumb. <laughs> I thought about it. I ain't even going front. Hey, uh, Ted and God, man, they had it. It was right there in front of me while I was in school. <laughs> and I, and I was like. Eh. <laughs> Oh well, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> we all we all whiff on a few things, but um, <laughs> but I, but I will say um, I don't know if Kyle, what Kyler Murray is going to be, but I think Kyler Murray showed a little something. The Arizona Cardinals showed something by sticking with him. I mean, and you know, and and being very aggressive with him instead of being very you know relaxed and conservative once they were out of it, but. They stuck with him, and he he stayed at it, and they started turning around in the second half. They didn't win; they got a tie. But I mean, he was down, but he but he kept fighting. So I think a lot of um, old school players, a lot of analysts, were very pleased that he showed that level of fight. You know, even though they were getting dusted, you know, you know, for most of the game. Yeah, I heard he went what fifteen for nineteen in the fourth quarter. Yeah, because he looked at atrocious. <laughs> he looked at atrocious in the beginning of that game. I mean, I'll probably say up until the fourth quarter, those first three quarters was probably about as bad as you can get for – he looked like he was a uh, hadn't played a snap in preseason. He just looked like a bad rookie. Well, he turned it on in the fourth quarter now. We'll see if that momentum will carry into the next game against Baltimore and uh, see how he comes up. And like you, I noticed how Larry, he built a a nice little connection with Larry Fitzgerald. And I'm sitting there debating, should I put him in the starting lineup? (laughs) Ah, That's a very good question. We'll see. Oh, man. Well, interesting enough that we're on the football topic. You know, where there's comedy, there's drama. Where there's drama, there's suspense. When there's suspense, there's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. And that's all we're talking about is with, with AB. Because <laughs> he brought comedy. <laughs> then he brought drama. Then there was suspense. And then it's like, you can't be, you, you got to be shitting me with this. 
in a 10 week, in a, what, in a 10 day period, we went from maybe two and a half weeks. We went from comedy to drama to suspense to oh shit to the f- like, whoa. <laughs> What's your take? <laughs> Ooh, Antonio Brown um, started off this time last week <laughs> a member of the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, after all the drama that he went through with his feet, you know, getting all jacked up because of he didn't wear socks in his cryotherapy, you know, treatment overseas. Then the helmet that he that he complained about. Um, even though, you know, all the other players eventually acquiesced to the new helmets, mm-hmm. even though they had some of the older players that had time to grandfather themselves in after a year. But then to specifically this year, this is it. You got to go with the new plan. Even though he had 40 variations of helmets to, you know, to go through. And even though all the rosters were not whittled down to the 53-man roster, there was still 80-plus people on each team. Out of all 2,000-plus players, this guy <laughs> was not satisfied with his helmet. And not to have one grievance – but two grievances, three actually, I'm sorry, three. Wow, I only, only thought two, three. <laughs> they all got shot down and eventually said, well, first it was, I'm not going to play. I'm going to retire without the helmet. Then Raiders stuck with him, filed his grievance, got knocked down, tried to do an end run, and they said, no, that's not going to fly because that wasn't, you know, because you didn't say anything to us. I guess another one. Finally acquiesced to that. And then all of a sudden now he comes back and uh, we have all the extra drama with the coach and he got fined. And then when he was made the public announcement that he was apologized to the, um, actually he did two. He did the, he did the um, team captains. Well, I understand wanted him to apologize to the whole team. Mm-hmm. He did that. And then on top of that, it was supposed to be a public apology where you had the team captains, you had the coach and everybody, you know, saying, I'm sorry, he's ready to play football. The whole thing with the GM got blown out of proportion. You know, he used the word cracker, which, <laughs> wow, but he used that word. But um, anyway, after all that was said and done, and they fined him because he missed a walkthrough in practice, which was in the letter of the law. And then they said that your contract will, after that, his, his issue was that his contract was going to be guaranteed void and he would be on a week-to-week contract. Mm-hmm. Still get his money, but it wasn't guaranteed. It would be week-to-week. And so after all of that, then he would force his way out. We all joked about, ah, I'll probably end up at the Patriots. Patriots always, you know, take care of stuff like that. We're all joking. I'm still assuming that he'll eventually acquiesce to the Raiders and play. Now I can get why he said that my contract ain't guaranteed. I ain't going to play. I take one bad hit. I'm going to eat. I don't get my money. Blah, blah, blah. I get that part of it. But we all joked about the Patriots. Yeah. And lo and behold, he gets released after he said, you know, after he said what he said, and he released the, um, the comments from um, Instagram. From Instagram, yeah. And then not even 24, not even 12 hours, I don't think. Patriots <laughs> 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 like, oh, come on to us. And it was just like, 
what the hell just happened? He got released at 401. I think that he signed with the Patriots a little after five. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, allegedly, well, one team, um, well, allegedly there was four from what um, his agent was saying. There was four teams that was inquiring before he even got, you know, officially announced he was being released. Allegedly there was four. One of them was the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, another one I heard wasn't sure. I heard was the Eagles. I'm not sure about that, but see, the Seattle Seahawks was, I think that was confirmed, but he had an offer from four teams. Before he was even released. That just goes to show. Talent over yes. <laughs> you got talent? We can deal with the BS. <laughs> Which leads me to the question, and your question too is, did he even want to be an Oakland Raider? No, because after, shortly after he got traded to the Patriots, it came out that the Patriots tried to trade for him back in March, and the Steelers said nah, because they didn't want to trade him to a rival. I think that's where he wanted to be all along. And the Steelers said, all right, well, we ain't going to send you the Patriots. We'll just send you out to Oakland. And I think he was happy to get out, but he had a plan all along to do what he needed to do to get out of Dodge. And um, if you haven't seen that Pat McAfee clip, when he's talking about he uh, he believed that he had a plan all along, I got to send you that clip. It's about two and a half minutes in that joint. It's funny. Talking about he prayed to God and said, God, I'm going to do what we got to do to get you out. So he was saying, we're going to put you in that, fry, that, uh, that cryogenic uh, chamber with no shoes or not proper attire so you can burn your feet off, that'll get you released. <laughs> and they were like, nah, we'll work through that. <laughs> we're going to do with the helmets and see if that'll get you released. Stuff buying with the helmets too. <laughs> Said, I'm going to walk into the GM during practice and fight them <laughs> and cut them out. <laughs> they said, see if that'll get you released. <laughs> No. <laughs> when it took posting this damn thingy, that letter to Instagram was the final straw <laughs> for them to say, okay, we can't deal with the BS no more. <laughs> that, that's the comedy of it all to me. <laughs> if this was a plan to get him out of Oakland to the Patriots, that is about as that that's a big gamble because who knew if, if stuff would have worked out the way that it did unless, and this is where I think the NFL probably needs to do a little bit of digging mm-hmm. unless they had a wink, wink, not, not agreement during the off season before training camp started that he had with the new England Patriots. They're saying that, look, he doesn't want to be here. Well, we got a contract and we signed. We're going to try our damnest best to get the Oakland Raiders to piss them off so bad to get them so pissed off that they are going to release us. So just sit there and hold tight. And we're going to do what we can do in the next couple of weeks to get us released. That's some, that takes some balls, and that's a huge risk, a huge gamble, excuse me. But it makes the Raiders look so freaking stupid. They gave up. I mean, they didn't give up a first and a second round, but I think they gave up some third rounders and whatever the heck they gave up for for AB. 
to only find out that he weaseled away himself. He weaseled himself out of Oakland. Granted, they saved themselves thirty million dollars, so they got plenty of cap space, uh, cap space moving forward. But then, the man that he is managed to get half his money back <laughs> by going to the by going to the Patriots. <laughs> you can't fault you you can't fault him at all. He's like, yeah, I might have lost out on thirty million, but I, I got fifty. And that ain't, uh, I got 15. That ain't bad. <laughs> and I was having this conversation with uh, one of my guys at work, and we were just laughing about the whole thing because we thought this 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 drama was just was just completely ridiculous. Um, and I'm pretty sure the drama was probably driving the NFL execs and Roger Goodell straight nuts because they want to focus in on this is the hundred year um, it's the hundred year anniversary of the NFL. They were had the, they even had the commercials about the hundred year NFL before the season ended, really last year. Right. It all up, better for worse. You had this whole thing with Jay Z and you know Rock Nation, part of the NFL. Whatever your personal views on it, they thought they got a lot of good press coming in, coming in with that. Going to the season, everything is good. The Cleveland Browns are on the radar. They're thinking that all right, maybe we'll get the Cleveland Browns back back into it. They're thinking they got a good product coming out. And all of a sudden, if it ain't one friggin' thing, it's another with A B. And you gotta Roger Goodell be sitting there like, what now? It's like every day is something different. Right. No, I don't know. And then and then and then <laughs> as soon as you thought everything was good, A B was about to get settled and watch New England surgically destroyed Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. And I know he's was full of glee and as happy as can be. Tuesday morning, he wakes up. Well, Monday night, really, going into Tuesday. And you know he wanted to be for, there for that game. <laughs> exactly. This, these allegations come out. And I'm not taking it lightly for what it is because, you know, sexual assault, it's not cool, regardless of the situation, but regardless if it's uh, allegations or if it's actually real. No man wants to sit there and have that come up because they know they weren't right in doing so, if that was the case. But what's shocking with me in all of this is that his personal trainer or former personal trainer or whatever this woman was in connection to him is not even pressing criminal charges. It's just straight up a civil case. So to me, you're going straight civil. That's some he says, she said uh, sort of thing. And what's believable, what's not. Because obviously, if you went straight to civil, then to me that tells me your case isn't strong enough to go to court. <laughs> because some most times when people go to court and they lose, especially when it comes to trying to get money, they turn around and try to go civil. So at least they can get some sort of monetary type of something out to do. And I think a lot of times what happens is that the the defendant, or the, is it the defendant? I get those things mixed up. The prosecution, whatever. In AB's case, you know, they're thinking like if we take him civil, he'll kind of settle out of court, settle out of court for some undisclosed amount of money, and then they'll just kind of move on. <laughs> so that's what's striking to me is odd. And the fact that we know 
the Patriots run a tight ship and they don't tend to do well with all these types of distractions. So it's, which proves to me that I'm sure they did their due diligence because I think I heard uh, Andy Schefter and whatever his name is, Schefter, Schefter on ESPN. He was saying that there was some rumblings about the situation over the weekend. So if he heard it, you knew the Patriots heard it and most NFL teams heard it. So I'm sure the Patriots were doing their due diligence during all of this stuff was going on to try to vet to see what the heck is the situation. And that's why they went ahead and signed him anyway. That's why I believe he went ahead and practiced because I truly don't believe that the Patriots think is anything's going to come out of this. Unfortunately, you know, if it is indeed true, which it is, it would be very unfortunate. And how could, I'm not saying she couldn't press charges, but it's like, why would you skip over actually taking him to court to try to actually get him tried for a crime and skip over all that? And you could probably still get your money to just go civil and let the man walk away if he did something as heinous as that and get your money. And keep keep somebody who's sort of, I guess, you kind of labeled like a predator because when you do that sort of thing, you kind of get that predator label. And let the man walk free. Granted, she would have ruined his career as far as he'll never play football again. But I guess if that was her ultimate goal, then I guess mission accomplished. Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot to unpack here, and. You know, neither one of us are legal minds, so right. we're definitely not going to try to try or even kind of predict where these things go. I, I mean, um, th- I mean, this it is a civil it is a civil suit at the moment. Um, you know, obviously, with civil suits, the burden of proof is not as much um, as it is in a criminal case where you know you have to you know, prove beyond a reasonable doubt that something did happen where, you know, in the civil case, you don't have, the burden of proof is less and you can say, well, in a he said, she said case, which is ultimately at this point, this is what it is. Um, You know, you can prove that there's enough there that maybe something did happen. And then that's enough for, you know, a jury to convict him in a civil case and whatever happens uh, after that. Um, yeah, this, I mean, we all thought that the whole back and forth with him with the Raiders was just crazy. And then as soon as he gets signed to the Patriots, the Patriots go out there and destroy the Steelers. We're thinking that, okay, he's, the big question was whether he was going to acquiesce to the New England Patriots way. I think he will, because if you go to the Patriots and you can't get it there, you'd be hard pressed to get it any place else. Um, even though there's probably a team that would try his hand anyway, but I think he was working on his probably, if not last contract or last team, second to last team. Um, so I think everybody thought, okay, this is all going to go away. And then it's, <laughs> and then this suit comes out, you know, and so, you know, I guess we, I guess for me, I'm going to, I want to wait and see how this all unfolds. You know, the lady needs to have her, you know, have her have her say so or have her day in court, just as well as Antonio Brown has the right to refute, you know, these allegations. And he has a right to, you know, to say, 
what, what happened. She came out and said she is free to talk to anybody. She's free to talk to the NFL. She's free to talk to, you know, law enforcement about what went down. Um, obviously, through his attorney, you know, Antonio Brown is, you know, vehemently denying these accusations and professing his innocence. So we'll see how things go. I'm more curious about what the NFL is going to do. Because right now, this is a big he said and she said. Are they going to put them on the player's exemption list? Or are they going to kind of wait and see what, you know, how things roll out uh, with this investigation? Because um, that's going to be the big telltale sign. The England Patriots are not going to do anything. Hell, you got Patrick Chung on the defense who just got arrested, you know, on some cocaine charges that he was running coke <laughs> out right. of Boston. So if he's sitting there playing <laughs> on the team and he has some coke charges against him, not to say that one offense is worse than the other, but if they're willing to let this guy play with that, I'm pretty sure for now they're going to be willing to let A.B. play with this suit lingering over his head. Um, but I think the NFL is in a tight bind at this particular point. Um, I'm hesitant to say that he'll even be able to play next game. I have a feeling that they might put him on the player's exemption list before the end of this week. Well, I, I don't I, I don't think they will. Because <clears throat> like say for example the Tyreek with Tyreek Hill. He was actually charged with a crime before he was actually cleared some weeks later to say that he wasn't charged with a crime. A B hasn't been charged with a crime. I mean, I understand the seriousness of the situation, but he hasn't been charged with a crime at all. So how can you suspend, how can you put him on an inactive list when players who typically go on that inactive list get, get charged with some sort of heinous crime and shouldn't be playing? I think because it's the optics of this all, and I think that they don't have a good track record to begin with. And I think if this happened in the offseason where – you're not hard pressed to do anything because the NFL is not on TV <laughs> on Sunday right. and they're not being talked about a whole week. You can kind of kick back and say, well, we're going to see how things play out. Now you got them on the TV every day. You got them, you go know, NFL playing games on Sunday. The page is going to be playing on Sunday. Now it's kind of like, you know, it's a little bit more tricky where before it's with, you know, Tyreek Hill, it was off season or I think maybe in, in this season, off season, and you can kind of be like, eh, we'll kind of wait and see because after it gets out the new cycle, no one's thinking about it right now because the Kansas City Chiefs aren't playing. You don't see them around. NFL season is over. Everybody's watching basketball and baseball, so it kind of it kind of fell in, it fell to the um to the backside a little bit. Hmm. Well, but, but I. But I do agree with you. They may not. They may kind of, you know, wait and see what happens first. Right. Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking if he would have, if that, if they would have came out and said Antonio Brown is, has charges pitted against him and he needs to hand, you know, turn himself into the local authorities in Florida, 
Yeah, I think at that point, the NFL would have probably put him on that exemption list right then and there. But the fact that he was practicing today, Adele and all of them are probably just looking at it like, okay, we're going we're gonna to do our due diligence just to say that we did our due diligence. But if we find out it's just some BS for a chick that's trying to get a payday, which in a lot of situations, you know, I don't like to say that that's the case with all the uh, young ladies who uh, do these sort of things to players, athletes, especially football players. I mean, look at, uh, I forget the linebacker that the, the Niners had that this Redskins and picked up when he got hurt, uh, Ruben Foster. That whole allegations thing, when his so-called girlfriend pressed charges to say he, he assaulted her, and then the 49ers immediately released them. And then days later, she was like, yeah, that never really happened. I was just saying that stuff because I'm mad because of X, Y, Z. Then it's like, well, damn. And I think that was the same case with uh, with Kareem Hunt. I'm not saying that Kareem Hunt didn't do, because obviously the tape showed that he did something bad. I mean, he kicked the chick. But in the same sense, it wasn't so bad that, you know, he – Choked around. I mean, okay, kicking, hitting a woman is not not good at all. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, yes, he has some anger management issues, but you see, this time around with Tariq Hill, you didn't see the Chiefs let go of his ass. <laughs> the Chiefs was like, yeah, let's go see how this one's gonna play out because we did this with with Cream Hunt. Yeah, the optics were bad, but now look, we gave up on a very good running back who was in the prime of his career, and they held on to Tariq Hill. I think, like you said, talent over BS, talent over everything in the NFL. If you could bring talent, you could bring uh, excitement and all those sort of things to a team, they'll keep you around. Um, but you said yourself, well, with Tyree Killen and Kareem Hunt, you had, with Kareem Hunt, you know, there was these, you know, it happened a while ago. Right. Before before the Kansas City Chiefs actually brought the hammer down. But once that videotape evidence came out showing them actually kicking this this this, this young lady, um, even though there was some stuff going on prior to that, but, you know, when the evidence showed that he, you know, pushed down and kicked this lady, the visible evidence, you can't... Right. You can't, you can't sweep under the rug. Phone conversations for what Tyreek Hill didn't... You know, it sounded bad when you heard that snippet, but apparently when you hear the totality of the conversation, it wasn't specifically, I'm not saying it was bad, but it wasn't, you heard that out of context made it sound worse than, I guess, what actually happened. So, she's mm -hmm. perspective, it was a phone conversation and it wasn't, if you hear the whole thing, he made a bad comment, but you know, I guess there was something they thought they could kind of wait it out. But you're actually right with, Antonio Brown, this is a he said, she said situation. Right, exactly. There's nothing been reported to the cops. There's no physical evidence. I mean, from the reports that I've heard, and from the, the stuff that she made, it <laughs> it's, it sounds real ridiculous, but from everything that happened with Antonio Brown, with the Steelers, and even with the Raiders, it's going to lead a lot of people to think before anything really comes out, yeah, he could do something like that. Right. Us not really knowing the context or the full story. But like I said, there's no evidence. There's no tape. There's no phone call. 
as far as we know, <laughs> there's no tape conversations and there's no, and there's video evidence to, you know, corroborate. I don't know if there's any eyewitness to corroborate the story. So it was a he said, she said thing. So like you said, it's interesting, as you said, it was a civil case because the burden of proof ain't enough. is not as much as it is in a court case where they can say, well, we think something happened. So you, you can get X, Y, and Z. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I wouldn't put it past individuals now to record conversations because just like with Tariq Hill and his baby mother, his girlfriend or whoever you want to call her, you know, she recorded those conversations for a reason. To, to, to one day, you piss me off enough, I'm going to destroy your career. You know, and a lot of, it, I'm not saying that these are the, the reasons why these individuals do what they do, but they do understand that these are high profile athletes and they make large sums amount of money. And they understand that if they get into enough severe trouble, that their money, their cash, their cash flow will be severely altered and it would destroy their lives uh, unless they manage their money. <laughs> or they have miscellaneous slush funds just in case of these kind of issues. <laughs> you know 85% of the NFL don't. <laughs> Most of them are broke by the age of 40. <laughs> so, you know, that's why especially if you're an athlete or you're high profile, like you kind of got to, especially in today's age, you really got to, you got to lead a very squeaky, very, very clean, very quiet life. Can't really get too involved and too caught up in a bunch of stuff because a lot of people out there, regardless, men or women, don't matter. When you're in those types of situations, they just want to bring you down. And it's rough. I mean, that goes for celebrities. That goes for anybody. You know, like, like the whole Kevin Hart thing. You know, his his situation is crazy. We nobody knows what the hell's going on with that. I can guarantee it'll be another comedy special. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. <laughs> and he's gonna make millions of dollars. Oh yes, because there's gonna be a funny story behind that, and we're all gonna laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, even though this is not sports related, though, you know, we all pray for speedy recovery by Mr. Hart. Um, get the feeling there's a lot more to that story <laughs> um, than just his his trainer or friend driving his, you know, his car, losing control and swerving off the lane. Now, toxicology report said that nobody was intoxicated. That the, well, they're saying the driver wasn't drinking. I don't recall him saying anything about Kevin Hart or the other young lady that was in the car, but somehow I get the feeling that they're might be a little bit more to that. Nothing's came out yet, but to me, it, it doesn't seem, it doesn't feel as it's going to be as cut and dry as the report is. And so, I hope it is. Because, <laughs> you know, what I've heard reports that he was the driver, Kevin Hart, and I heard reports he wasn't the driver. Like, my thing is, I just don't know. I, I really don't know. Don't understand it. <laughs> why would you leave the scene of a crime? Well, sorry. Why would you leave the scene of an accident <laughs> and go home? But but he, he didn't go home, did he? He went home. What? He I went. thought they was all in the car when they when they got him. 
That's why it's so fishy. They pulled him out. He walked home, or he got he somehow he got home because he wasn't very far from his home. And the wife called nine one one to pick him up twenty or thirty minutes after the fact, but the, left the other two there at the scene. Now, see, I didn't hear anything about that, and um, that's when I developed the topic of sport, sports, but. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that, but like I said, I, I, I have a feeling that is a, a little bit more to this story. Oh yeah, than, than than what we hear, and maybe we'll find out about it. Maybe we won't. But <laughs> he got to make millions off of it, so he's gonna find out about it in his next big movie co- comedy thing. Because you know he got to make his money. <laughs> Well, apparently it's nothing criminal because I think it was something criminal. I think we would have been hearing about that by now. Oh, definitely, definitely. But yeah, it's probably some other stuff going on that I don't know. Anyway, but <laughs> deviate from sports. <laughs> yeah, but the, but but to bring it back to AB, a- he has definitely been the topic of conversation in the league for the last two, three weeks. Um, so. I'm pretty sure, you know, we're all questioning when's that next proverbial shoe going to drop and what is it going to be? Well, if I were AB and I ain't trying to lose out, I'm not trying to lose $30 million to gain 15 to ultimately lose 15 So in, in total, you would have lost $45 million. Well, I guess in total, you would have lost 30 any which way you look at it, but a, a cu- accumulation between two teams of 45 million. No, you're right. He'll lose 30, 45 million guaranteed and a possible 20 guaranteed if they decide to bring him back next season. Right, right. So then you're looking at what, uh, $65 million? <laughs> Upwards of $65 million guaranteed. Right. So if I were him, from this point forward, throw away the key. Get underneath Tom Brady's wing, stay quiet, lay on the field. You go home, you say nothing. You don't say nothing to the media. You don't say jack. You don't. You get off social media. You do everything. You just stay squeaky, squeaky clean for the next year until you get your money and you re-up and you get your – once that two years is up. And then once your two years is up, if you want to sit there and be a jackass and start spending <laughs> a bunch of crap, at least you can secure the bag by that point. <laughs> You know, so yeah, he needs to uh, he needs to be quiet because I mean he he is like one one minute situation to totally screw himself for good. And depending on what comes out of this, you know, these allegations, the civil, you know, the civil case against some of rape allegations, this could very well be that. <laughs> right. And then you're talking about whatever, how much, some undisclosed amount of money that the, the individual is looking for. He already got five kids. Uh, allegedly, uh, allegedly, and she was looking, allegedly it was said that she was looking for a $1.6 million investment for a business or something that she wanted him to go in on. Mm-hmm. And he refused. And allegedly, and I think this might be a little bit more truth facting, you know, fact and, you know, you know, fiction that they had a prior relationship going on or something was happening, maybe, it was, you know, tapping it, knocking it down, hit, probably hitting it. And um, 
either he or she called it off. I don't know, but they had some relations going on prior and 1.6 million was asked for an investment. But this is all alleged. We don't know anything about this stuff yet. And it's all is probably going to come out with over the next couple of days or week or so as far as what what's happening. But I agree. <laughs> that's why that's why you don't mix business for pleasure, man. Sometimes you just gotta be like you gotta be a businessman, not a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> Jigga said the best. <laughs> I'm a businessman. <laughs> I'm not a businessman. I'm a business. <laughs> All these athletes consider they consider themselves a business because they're generating their income based off their likeness and their performance. So that's they're they're their own individual business, and they need to treat everything that they do, especially when you're making that sort of money, as a business. And the minute you make one bad mistake or one wrong turn. Your business can go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. You don't want to screw around like that with your money. But obviously, you know, like you said, you can take some cats out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the cats. <laughs> and needless to say, I'm sure he's uh, he got some South Florida hood up in him. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Look at that. Look at the time, man. We spent the entire time talking NFL. We, ain't, we haven't even touched the fact that the United States got curb stopped by France and FIBA. <laughs> you know what? That wasn't even – there's varsity basketball, there's JV basketball, then there's that freshman basketball. That was freshman's out there playing. The game. <laughs> that, that was great. That only, only was, um, that might have been the eighth graders playing against uh, <laughs> years in high school. Man, I was like, wow. I was like, in the quarterfinals of that? I'm like, all right, so. Everybody that could be playing is on vacation. You had, you know, LeBron James, uh, Chris Paul, and the whole rest of the, the Yacht Boys out in the south of France hanging out. You got Kevin, well, Kevin Durant's on the shelf. Talking about he doesn't like the NBA at times, but we can get yeah, into I got to read the whole article. We can get into that next week. But, yeah. I mean, all the top guys, they didn't want to – they was like, forget that. We ain't going out there. It's FIBA. It's not the Olympics. That's why I think if for FIBA, I mean, I understand that countries take their, their top players in their respective countries and go out there and play. Personally, I'm like, let FIBA just be the college dudes. Because if you're gonna buy out, if you're gonna buy out, come the quarterfinals, you could just send the college players over there and do the same damn thing. And let the, you know, maybe when it's FIBA, you put your best college players out there. But when it's the Olympics, you take your best NBA players and then throw a college player or two on the squad like they normally do, and call it a day. Yeah, and, and, and now with the way that the NBA, you know, college players are managing their, their workload and thinking about the big check, who's to say that these college basketball players are not going to want to do that? True. I mean, some people that are going into their second year trying to up their, you know, their NBA draft stock for more money, why risk go to the uh, FIBA <laughs> and get an injury and mess yourself up? Or, or, or. The United States could take some of the, the top – take some of the top players, American-born players on those international squads 
and former team because they're used to the international rules anyway and go out there and play. Now, granted, they're not good enough to play. They, they're talented, but I guess they're not the, the, the creme de la creme of NBA or professional basketball talent to play in the NBA. But they're still talented enough, and yet they're better than college players. Or send, send, send cats from the G League. But it, I guess the G League is no different than the International League. International League pays better. And yeah, you make it you know payable for the for the people from G League. And I mean, I mean to be real, I mean out of all those people in the G League, you get a few that might get you know that might get called up to the to the majors if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of the cats, they're going to be in the G League for a couple of seasons. So why not go there and um, you know run with the uh, international players who are a lot better <laughs> than a lot of people give them credit for? Right. And it's a good experience and can only boost them, you know, when it comes time they, if they want to get called up to the, um, you know, to, with the big boys. I agree. And the NBA, I'm sure the NBA sits there and follows all those players overseas. So they know. Because, you know, they always scouring for talent. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see why they couldn't go out there and grab some of those international players that are American-born and have them playing FIBA. You know, don't, I don't get it, but hey, you know, the NBA is better, you know, than the NBA. So, but I'm glad you brought that up because I'm pretty sure this loss is not going unnoticed. And, you know, Greg Pop are probably going to be like, look, if you can't get the top guys to play in FIBA and they're not playing unless it's the, unless you're going to the Olympics. And even with the Olympics, you might not get everybody, um, right. but you're definitely going to get more than what you've got in FIBA. Right. Um, then yeah, maybe you run with the college kids or maybe you run with the G Leaguers. Or like you said, get some American born kid, you know, mm-hmm. cats that's playing international. Mm-hmm. However, a lot more of those cats playing international are the ones that want to circumvent the one and done rule and True. are there to boost their own draft stock. So they may or may not be all that willing. <laughs> but even still. They're still they're still familiar with the international rules and how the international game is played, so it'll probably be a better brand of basketball. They still gonna lose, <laughs> but that way you're not you're not putting extra miles on the legs of current NBA players, and you know they can enjoy the rest of the summer and then participate in whatever off season type of activities that they have leading up to the to the NBA, and it's less risk of getting hurt. Yes. At least playing FIBA or some sort of international type of uh, situation. Yeah. yeah well, look at here, buddy. Say, you start talking to Antonio Brown, you next thing you know, you can talk about that crap for hours. And we, we, talk, we talked about that. And I'm sure come next week, we'll have some more to talk about. <laughs> we'll have a lot more. <laughs> it doesn't seem like the type of cat that this would just shut up and just, just, you know, maybe Tom Brady will help him with that. Maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But as we wrap it up, where do you tell folks to catch you on that thing called social media? Uh, you can find me on the gram, Twitter, um, Snapchat at J.E. Ross, the number seven at. And you can find me on Twitter uh, at Adrian, sorry, CatDaddy1963. That's one CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. And, uh, well, wow, that's another episode down in the books. Man, oh, man. 
That's when you thought you couldn't talk any more AB. We talk more AB. And we'll probably be talking some more next week. <laughs> and I'm hoping it's because he might have caught a touchdown, not so much that he's in the press for some negative crap. Hopefully. We can only cross our fingers. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that being said, uh, I'd like to thank everybody out there for tuning in. You can find us on all the all the, the channels, the, the YouTubes, the all of the uh, podcast stuff on Apple and Google Play and Sound, SoundCloud and all that great stuff. So, you know, Spotify. Please, oh, Spotify too. Um, you can find us everywhere. So please, if you, if, you, if you want to contact us, let us know how we're doing. We love the feedback. We love the, uh, the positive energy that everybody brings to us. So with no further ado, I'd like to say good night. Look forward to another guys talking sports coming next week. One.